Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, we are 76 episodes in, and we nailed the intro. We nailed the intro. We did. We (laughs) nailed it. Hilariously, Uh, on the 75th, we did not, but but we got it on this one. Yeah. Well, as I was going through the intro, I couldn't get this phrase out of my head, Hmm. Uh, and I would just like you to give some context to it, but right before we started the podcast, you said, hey, Josh, I'll be right back. I have to go scare my daughter. Um, (laughs) And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, Have fun? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well... They're three-year-olds are crazy people. And I mean, like I have to, the start of quiet time is always like a ridiculous hostage negotiation for her to just stay (laughs) in her room and do fun things and eat a snack and look at books. Like she loves quiet time, but you have to like negotiate way harder than you should to start it. And then at some point, if she's being crazy, like she was, you have to scare her. Like, if you come out of your room, I will take away all your favorite toys. You will have no snack. <laughs> like that's so. That's what I was doing. I was making threats that I don't actually want to carry out at all. I will, but I don't. So, like in your to. in your threats, like is it the tone that you use? Do you like act like you're taking off your belt? Like what are the threats that are coming? <laughs> no, no, in this no. It's just tone. It's like, oh shoot, Dad is not messing around. He will take my snack away from me. He will take. Has all she ever things. gotten? Have you ever had to like, like, follow through? Fulfill the threat, dude. Yeah. Like every day in like every day, yeah. not not every day. Because the second quiet. you don't, your kid owns. Yes, you. exactly. Like he, they not every day at quiet time, but every day I have to like make a threat and follow through, and it's always dramatic, but. I always have to remind her, like, I told you, you could not do that or this would happen. So, yeah, man, this this threat was taking away the play phone. It's not connected to like Wi-Fi or anything like that. It's just like a phone with buttons you can push that makes light up sounds and stuff. I'm like, if you come out of your room one more time before that light screen, I'm taking that phone away. And that would be, yeah. (laughs) But I also said, if you wake your sister up, I'm also taking that phone away. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I don't know. Parenting. It's crazy to think like, you think like all the ways that you used to work your parents over uh, and like, you're not that smart. You're a child, but it worked. Uh, You just think like all the ways that your kid probably is working you over and you don't even know. (laughs) Like my mom used to ground us, like, especially like middle school from the internet Mm -hmm. or for our our computers. And she would take Mm -hmm. the power cable or like she would change the AOL login. I don't being myself. Yeah. When I was in middle school, we were, and even high school, we were connecting there. Like, okay, well, <laughs> ding, you've got mail. Um, and the motive. <laughs> that brings me to another thing that I, I read today, but I'll bring it up in just a second. Uh, okay. But like we used to, uh, we used to like mom, we call my mom, like, hey, mom, what's the AOL password so we can sign in? I have schoolwork to do, which she should have known right off the bat that was a lie because I never did schoolwork. Like I never did my homework. I just figured out how to pass classes without doing my homework. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, every time she'd be like, oh, it's this. And then she would forget. Or like she would ground us from like music and stuff. And then I'd be like, mm-hmm. mom, can I listen to my Christian music? Like you want me to like be close to Jesus, right? And that would like get me in. And she doesn't know the difference between Christian and non-Christian music. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, how do I work my mom over to get what I want Man. in this moment, but to sound like yeah. a good child? I'm giving all my mom my secrets now. I already uh, see. So here's another thing. Yeah. What's the other thing? What's the other thing? Yeah. So I was thinking of the modem sound that, you know, kids today have no yeah. idea what that sound mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reading an article today. I guess there's some TikTok trend or whatever's popular these days uh, about um, learning what the, uh, there's like heights on doors at like retail or like fast food restaurants. Like, a, okay. you know, you're five foot, six yeah. foot. And nobody knows what that stands for. So like, it's the whole, you know, today I learned that this is for, you know, robbers. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was there, you know, to help me help, you know, fun thing to know how tall it was. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's things like crazy. that. You're like, how do you not know this stuff? Yeah. Uh, and then someone also made a comment this morning of music being, you know, I like their old stuff from like 2006. And I was like, what? <laughs> 2006 is this is not old. Like, what the heck? Uh, and then someone reminded so me funny. that they would have been in yeah they would have been in uh, oh, uh preschool or like early elementary school in 2006 wow dude and then i that, was like um so old I'm that's sad. insane that's insane we are old i mean we're just old people now you know uh getting Not all shrivelly um needing to wear you know shrivelly uh, are you shriveling <laughs> No, not really. Um, Are I you know, shriveling, just... dude? <laughs> Is that what you worry about, Andrew, as you're getting old? Like, where are you shrivel? <laughs> That's your biggest old fear is like, I'm going to shrivel know. up and die. Uh, I don't know. My fingers and then. <laughs> dude, I don't know why I said shrivelly at all. I, I was thinking <laughs> about what what makes an old person look like an old person. And it was, but I'm it's not. It's the shrivelly. I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's the shrivelly too. I'm with you. No How shrivelly are you? Maybe shriveling up right now. Shriveling? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dude. Yeah, I... Yeah, I just don't even care to know like what the most recent social media trends and stuff are. Um, even to the point where I don't know, I'm just out of the loop. But I, like I said, I'm on like police duty for tiny crazy people all the time. So if I let my guard down and start looking at Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else, the the happenings are happening. Um, things go off the rails. Then I have to threaten to take away things that our tiny crazy people love the most, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Parenting is a trip and we're old. And, uh, and speaking of old, so what is the, what is the one thing you do that you're like, yeah, this is a straight up old man habit. And I'm glad I do it like that you do currently. Um, I know we've been through like avoiding pink eye, you know, and being scared of that and all your, Morning That's routines. not an old man habit. That um, should be a practice for everybody. <laughs> Nobody wants pink eye. Uh, but what what's like an old man habit that you're just you own? You know, you're you're happy about it. Man, an old man habit I'm happy yeah. about. Yeah. Do you ever go like feed That's birds hard. at the park or you know? No. But there's that movie. Um, I just saw it come up on my Plex, uh, which is what stores all my movies. Um, mm-hmm. Going out in style. We've mm-hmm. talked about this on the podcast before, but it's a bunch of old guys like Morgan Freeman and a couple other guys, uh, and they're like playing baccarat or something in the park. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever you do with the balls, I think it's called baccarat. 
I can, yeah. you know, I think that's a table game. Back but game. I might make it back game. Anyway. Um, but they, uh, they're just sitting there complaining about life, <laughs> like complaining about young kids and you know all the stupid stuff that people do. And I'm just like, man, that's what I aspire to be in life where like, it's socially acceptable <laughs> just to like judge and, and be like a crabby old man. <laughs> so you're just aspiring it, yeah. towards it but, you're aspiring yeah towards like i just yeah, we're just sure. like they're like yeah he's old he deserves it let him let him get away mm-hmm. with talking shit about people he doesn't know <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't know how many old things i do yeah i probably do a lot yeah. more old things this is a question you ask like younger people that see you on a regular basis right like, what old things do i do yeah that's i was telling someone this morning like i still act like a 12 year old kid um, we were talking about, we were talking about that, uh, a recent podcast about butt cheeks, um, uh, which was about turning the other cheek. Um, and this guy was telling his wife about it and he said, Oh, they're talking about turning the other cheek. And his wife's response was how long did it take Josh to talk about butt cheeks? <laughs> well, I'm talking about butts. I think is how she named it. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, less than, tw- less than 20 seconds. <laughs> Like, yeah. We look like adults, but we're really just twelve-year-old boys. So we, we look like, like farting, adults, still funny. Yeah, yeah. As you know, my wife came in right before we started the podcast and was like, "Are you just in here farting? The whole hallway smells terrible." So I, I didn't do anything about it except close my door and giggle um, and tell the world you have to podcast. Giggle. So I mean, the world, yeah, yeah like you yeah. gotta giggle. We look like adults. Uh, what what old things do you are. do, Andrew? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It is a particularly hard question. Um, I do aspire. I, okay. Old man thing. I collect tools as much as possible. Like, I'm just always trying to get more good tools and uh, and stocking up. And I get really annoyed if somebody moves my tools and doesn't put them back <laughs> yeah, that in the is exact right thing. spot. That's totally an old man <laughs> thing. Like, like, dude, you want to really? My stepdad me. used to get so pissed at me. <laughs> if somebody comes, just like shuffle, shuffs, like moves things around from one counter to the other in my garage where they should be. Like, dude, that I get straight up mad because I feel like I'm so busy that when I finally get a chance to use my tools for something, they better be where I left them, you know, like, come that's on. funny. So yeah, that's an old man thing through that's and through. Good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was, I had breakfast this morning, like stupid early, like before the sun shows up mm-hmm. uh, and we went to a place where a bunch of old people go. I'm actually doing it again tomorrow with, with a different nice. uh, buddy, but um, like there's that thing of like, yeah, I want to be an old man. That's a regular at like a diner and yeah, like, you always cool. have your same place and your, your waitress yeah. just comes up and like gives you your food without ordering. Um, I have that at Starbucks, depending on who's at the window, um, yes. but it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same diner feel where you're like, I'm known in this place. It's like that whole cheers episode where, you know, what's the guy's name? Um, shoot. They used to yell his name when he came into the restaurant. Um, mm. I don't know. Gosh. I don't know. Uh, he's the dude. Uh, he's the guy from the um, SNL skit that goes, Dub Bears, Dub Bears, Dub Bears, Dub Bears, Dub Bears. Whatever that oh, guy's I know who you mean. I don't know his name, though. Yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch any of those shows, but I definitely watched um, uh, Welcome Back Carter, I Love Lucy, The Odd Couple. 
uh, like that whole crew on um, uh, what is it called? Nick at Night when Nickelodeon turned into old people TV. I used to love all those shows. Watched them on a pretty regular basis. Um, but I'm also I also had an executive desk in my room as a child. We talked about it last episode, which is strange enough as it is. Um, but Andrew is, I think, going to go threaten his daughter again. I'm not really sure. Uh, he took off. He did like the one finger thing. Um, but we're in the middle of this series. Uh, we're talking. We're we're calling it church words. Um, just like church sayings that you hear on a regular regular basis from church people. And you know what's what's the meaning behind it? What does it mean? Um, we've kind of spent most of our time talking about um, um, things that Jesus said so far, um, but we'll probably add some other ones in there too. Um, we talked about nope. turning the other cheek. Uh, those without, no, you didn't beat your daughter. Sorry. Threaten your daughter. No, no, no <laughs> or, major threats. No. no, I was just vetoing. You said nope. we might say some things that Jesus didn't say. And I said, Nope. <laughs> Nope, not at all. Uh, you should kidding. just go into a room and fart, or fart right outside her door <laughs> to like keep her in her room. <laughs> fart. Uh, it sounds like they're pretty. They're pretty uh, potent today. <laughs> they are. They are. Anyway, sorry to interrupt your great train of thought. With that. you know, what I have one though. So I've been what? eating. I mean, and by this, I mean uh, like a shit ton of hummus. <laughs> like I don't know how much hummus I've eaten in the last oh, two man. weeks, but it has been a lot. Of hummus. And hummus apparently gives me gas. Doesn't smell. At least I don't smell it. It might smell, I guess. I wouldn't know. Uh, but it is loud and it creates a lot of air. I don't know what it is. Dude, it's chickpeas. It's hummus is basically. Chickpea, is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Hummus is made out of chickpeas mainly and tahini sauce. Tahini I didn't know chickpeas were like. Yeah. Like a yeah. thing. That's it's like basically a bean. So you're just eating a ton of beans as a paste for quick fart yeah. production. But anyway, dude, totally, dude, am I extra regular? Like, <laughs> I'm one of those guys that like feels good about myself if I poop every other day. I'm like, this is pretty good. Uh, pooping every morning at the same time, win. Like all day long, that is a win. Oh, pooping man. more than once in a day. I'm freaking hitting grand slam home runs on the regular and chickpeas, dude, Jeez. grand slams on the regular. Dude. I feel accomplished. There's nothing. We talked about this for a podcast. Like there's no better than a long pee or a good poop. Right. Like you just feel yeah. accomplished. It's a satisfying, it's a satisfying yeah. thing. It's a good, it's how everybody wants to start their day where you're not rushed. Yeah. You have a good long time and you're productive. Yeah. You know, it works. Exactly. <laughs> Dude. Like put that I on like, your to-do list. Uh, I like how I. Good poop. Check. Winner, chicken dinner. I say one thing and you're immediately <laughs> back on poop. But, <laughs> but hummus, man. Hummus will get I told you. you you're 12-year-old boys. Like, <laughs> it is. I know. And I'm giggling along this whole time because it's so true. Like I've been eating a steady diet of, of pizza and pasta because we had my daughter's first birthday this Dude, weekend and we pizza. got we catered or we got a bunch of food from an Italian place. So it's like really great pasta, really great pizza, followed up with some awesome cupcakes. And yeah, man, I've been very regular. I've been grand slamming as well, one could say. <laughs> Dude, grand slamming away. I've been eating, I've been making pizzas at home using non 
Is that how you pronounce it, bread? Yes, yes. Excuse me, like the That's Indian bread? Mm-hmm. Dude, so good. And it's like perfect, like personal pizza sizes. So good. Oh, so, so tasty. Good. Dude, that's what's up. But anyway, back on that top, tangent. Since Andrew distracted <laughs> us with poop talk. I'm back. I'm like back. a child. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> this week, we're going to kind of continue this theme, talking about church things. And you may have heard this quoted before. You may have heard sermons on this. Um, someone's may have told you this, but. Uh, Jesus says this in Matthew 4. He says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That's right. Which in all honesty, like is weird. That's a weird thing to say to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like go fish for people, buddy. Like that's what I want (laughs) you to do. Uh, It's kind of (laughs) like, this is probably going too far, but it's funny. So we'll go with it. Uh, It's like you're like trying to find like dudes. Like you're just going to the clubs and you're like, I'm going to find me some men. Uh, I don't uh, think that's what Jesus means here, but that's what I, I first think, read. Maybe that says more about me than I like to. I like also to don't think they thought that's what he meant. I don't think they're like, ah, there's a chance, but I'm going to go with it. I think they were like, okay, <laughs> yeah. like we get it, you know, where because they knew he was a rabbi, um, or they knew he was a teacher. I don't know, rabbi. Did, is that an official rank, or were... are you just a teacher? Anyway. Uh, that's mean, a tangent. It, the word means the same thing. I don't. I don't think rabbi like means teacher. Ranking system. All right. But yeah. People. So they knew. You, they knew he was a teacher. So and they were like the lowly fishermen. So when he said, "Come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men." I'm sure they're like, "Oh, like you want to disciple us? You want us to?" I don't even know if they would have said disciple. You want to apprentice us? Like you want us to become teachers? Like this yeah. is crazy. Okay. Well, I think like, too. Yeah. I think the weird thing, though, is like, even if you're teachers of men, like Jewish custom isn't to reach people like Mm, they didn't evangelize. That wasn't a thing. True. Um, They still don't evangelize. Uh, In a lot of ways, they're hostile to the idea of evangelism. Mm -hmm. Drastically different than Christianity. But like, so even like that idea of like, there's probably so many questions in that moment. Like here they're fishing. Like this is this is said to Simon Peter and his brother. Um, while they were getting out of a boat. So like they relate to the fishermen side, but there's gotta be like, like, come follow me, like just drop it all. Just like, and, and follow me about this idea that I'm not even sure what it means. Like, what do you mean fish yeah. for people? Which maybe it was exciting to them. And like, I'd like to throw some nets at some people. Like we're just going to like cruise through, you know, downtown Jerusalem and just like net people. <laughs> like, that sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm good with the disappointed by, I'm, I'm good yeah, with the net. We met some people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I don't know if that's assault today, but it'd be oh, worth looking into to see if it's, it's, you know, <laughs> uh, legally okay to go around throwing nets on people. You know, I think with all the movies and things, if you throw a net on a person today, they're like, I have to fight for my life because I'm about to be murdered in some crazy way. Like, it's not a good call to. Like, if I got netted when I was walking, yeah, that would be my first thought. Like, this is not going to end well. No, I'm going to fight as hard (laughs) as I possibly can. Imagine like going to the grocery store and you're just like walking down the milk aisle trying to find milk and just a net drops on you. Yeah, that's a moment. Dude, that's I'm a, gonna, ter- that's a terrifying moment. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't imagine that. And I that's can't fair. imagine what I would do. But I feel like that's like an impractical. You can't struggle. 
thing. <laughs> like if you struggle, like it just gets worse. You can't it's struggle worse. in a net. You got to be gotta... intentional and, and, <laughs> and slow, take it off. Or you just get tangled up more. Man. Dude, you sound so like many, somebody so who has been caught by somebody who is a fisher of men before. <laughs> <laughs> like you sound like you've been in this scenario. I was just going for the I was going for the two Even fishermen don't use nets anymore. Well he's not to catch the fish. Oh man. So funny. Ah, so good. So, Bray, take us back, man. Well, take us back on track. Uh, now that we're all in the grocery well, store. Well, let me let me ask you this, Andrew, yeah. because I think yeah. this helps. This response from Jesus helps answers answer this question. Um, so I'll set you up for it. I'll put it on the I'll put it on the the tee, and you knock this ball out of the park uh, on a tee ball field. Okay. So it's like really just the infield. You don't have to hit it that mm-hmm. far, uh, mm-hmm. and you and you've hit a home run. Uh, I don't think I've ever hit a home run, even in T-ball in my life, which I feel like a loser about. So don't bring it up. Uh, what's the point of Christianity? Like, what, what are we supposed to do with this thing? What's our mission? Yeah, to make disciples of of people. and but But not only to make disciples, but to be a disciple of the way of Jesus. Like to follow in the way he followed, to walk in the way he walked, to to live out the things that he taught and to do it authentically. Like it is what we talk about a lot, you know, and I don't know if that'd be a tee ball home run or an infield hit, but I hit it off the, it's off the tee. That's for sure. Um, but dude, yeah, to do, like to be discipled and to make disciples. And that's not, necessarily sometimes it's a formal process but i just mean to like truly be a follower of the way of christ like to live it out authentically in each aspect of your life which takes time and effort and work and commitment and like you got to believe it's true or you're going to give up on that um but it's it's a radical shift between not following god or following a different way and then shifting and following the God uh, and living out the way of, of kind of how Jesus lived. So I don't know. We, we talk about this so often uh, on this show or so maybe we throw it in so often, but we don't directly talk about it this much, but I think to try to be like Jesus, that is our, that's our MO. <laughs> like, and that's for us living it out authentically in our lives and also in those around us, trying to disciple and make disciples. So yeah, man, that's that's my uh that's my infield hit, at least. <laughs> what would you add to that? No, that's great. Um, I think solid connection to the ball. Um, didn't hit the T at all. Nice. <laughs> uh, line drive going over the fence. And again, the Beautiful. fence is at the infield Beautiful. line. So, right, right, uh, right. Wasn't that difficult? Uh, I, no, that's great. And I, I think Jesus summed it up. You know, when he looked at his disciples in Matthew 28, um, mm-hmm. we call this the Great Commission. He looked at them right before ascending into heaven and said, um, You know, all authority in heaven and earth and given to me, therefore yep. go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always. So, the very End of the age. Of the um, age. This is, and this is what they were commissioned to do after walking with Jesus for three years as he prepared them for this work. Um, and I don't think that's changed. You know, 2,000 plus years later, 
um, we're still um, chasing the same thing with a new harvest of people um, as we you know try to help. And, and it's not because we want to necessarily grow Christianity or it shouldn't be about growing our churches. Um, it, it should really be about um, helping people find hope, finding freedom, uh, finding, finding the fruits of the spirit, peace, love, patience, kindness, gentleness, like finding what life is, can really experience and feel like life to the full, you know, John 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how people find it um, is, you know, they mature as disciples of Jesus and, and do the same. Like we use this verse. This is the verse we read was, was uh, Matthew four um, 19. Uh, but come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Like we use this verse a lot in our church planning circles. Um, this is how we define a, a disciple. It's someone that knows and follows Jesus being changed by Jesus and is on a mission with Jesus. Mm. Like when you live out these three areas, you're um, being a disciple of Jesus. Like if you're, if you're following Jesus, um, but you're not being changed by Jesus or you're not a mission with Jesus, we would argue you're not a disciple of Jesus yet. Mm. Not a disciple of Jesus in the sense like your salvation is, is in question, but a disciple in the sense that like Jesus is controlling and leading your life and mm. you're going to become more and more like Jesus on a regular. Um, mm. Like there's plenty of Christians that I think their, their salvation's secure. They show up, you know, Sunday from time to time or, you know, on the weekend from time to time, you know, they give here and there. I don't think it's a question, you know, their behavior can't be a question about their salvation. You know, they're not necessarily fully connected. Um, one is the result of the other, but at the same time, I think there's people, their salvation secure because they've recognized they're a sinner. They've recognized that Jesus is their way to salvation. Um, that Jesus is, you know, Lord of their lives and, you know, has forgiven them their sin. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, but you're missing out on so much life when we choose not to be more and more like Jesus. Um, but that's kind of how we break it down. They know and follow Jesus. They're being changed by Jesus and they're on mission with Jesus. Um, that's kind of how we break. That's good. Thing. And we try to help people do that. Like you said, every aspect of their life, yeah. you know, with their family, with their work, with, you know, their friends, with their daily life, you know? Um, and like the other part of this too, is it's all relational, right? Like mm-hmm. Jesus invited them into a relationship with him so he could yeah. essentially do these things, teach them how to follow, change them to who he wants them to be and, and get them on mission to help others do the same. Um, yeah. Like, but it was all done inside a relationship for three years. He prepared, you know, these guys to go out and essentially do the same thing that was done to them with others. I think and that. Christianity has changed. Yeah, dude. Random question. Obviously I didn't prepare you for this at all, but why do you think that Jesus went to fishermen? Like in this, um, in this Matthew account, uh, Jesus wa- was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. So then he says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Then going from there, he saw two other brothers, James the, son- James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending the nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father, followed him. Uh, why fishermen? Like, why do you think he went to these guys? Not not specifically these guys, but like, it just strikes me as like the occupation. Like, he's obviously speaking to them in a context they get when he's talking fishing. But like, why do you think he went to literal fishermen uh, and said, these are going to be my first disciples I recruit? I don't know. 
I think he was sitting with God since the creation of time. I'm um, talking through kind of this mission of let's start the church and provide salvation to humanity. Uh, and they came up with this line. I'll make you fishers of men. They really liked it. Uh, and they're like, well, you know, to Matthew, the tax collector, it's not going to make any sense. Uh, Matthew so wouldn't get it. Let's start the Sea of Galilee. We're only going to teach there for a while until we find the right, right guys. Right, 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 right. Uh, to come. Uh, I don't. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, and there was other disciples too, like, you know, Matthew being one of them mm-hmm. uh, that were in other professions. I would assume the majority of people during that day were fishermen. So that's how they made their fishermen. Mm. That's how they made their living. Mm. Um, I would assume like, especially around Fishing, the Sea of Galilee, like Jesus spent most of his yeah. life, but he could have started anywhere. Like, I, I don't know. And we do know like from, from John um, 17, like, you know, Jesus goes through the whole thing of like, I've, I've done what you've called me to do, God. I've mm-hmm. invested in the people you've called me to invest. And he even ends that little section there with, you know, God, I, I don't pray for the whole world. I pray for these, these people that you've mm-hmm. given me. Um, like it was intentional that it was these men. I guess Judas could be, you know, questionable. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that plays into that, that, that theology, but, um, yes. and then, you know, Paul coming along after the fact, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly why it was fishermen. Hmm. Um, it's a good analogy. It's still the same yeah. analogy. Yeah. Um, it's one anybody can relate to. And all, we still catch fish in the water. You know, it's not like that's changed, yeah. even though a lot has. Like, yeah, you still catch fish. Like, that's where yeah, I would assume. From. I, yeah. yeah, I would assume most people, you say, you know, I think most people know how fishing is done. Whether they've ever done it, they have an idea of fishing. Right. Like it's one of the oldest professions out there. Mm-hmm. outside of another one that we know how that's done as well, but we won't mention that on this podcast. Um, I I think this, this goes hand in hand. Jesus says this later, um, but he says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Hmm. Um, like what does Jesus mean by that one? Yeah, that's another one that, that people might say. And I think, what that means is, well, okay, the real straightforward way is that like there is plenty of mission to do. There's a lot of people who need to be aware of of the way of Jesus and who need to be or discipled in this way. Like lots of people, you know, in your world, the harvest is plentiful. Like there's a lot like that. The harvest is plentiful means like the grain, there's a lot of grain. We just need to cut it down and bring it inside. Um, in that same way, there's a lot of people who need the Lord. You know, there's a lot of people who could uh, come and follow God, but the workers are few. Like we don't have, we're, we're short on labor. Like that's the one thing we need more of is more, not just people to go and cut down grain, but people to go preach, people to go disciple, people to live out the, an authentic Jesus life wherever they are. Um, and to influence their sphere of influence towards Christ. Like, I think that's what that means. Like the kingdom, there, there's no scarcity in the kingdom. Uh, just because you come and follow Jesus doesn't mean one less person can't. There, it's, not a, it's not a set oh, yeah. high. It's, a, it's, a, it's fractal. It's like, yeah, as many people as possible, that's who we want, you know, and it's not for our church size, number of, of butts and seats or anything like that. It's like, yeah, 
God's kingdom doesn't have limits uh, in in how many people can be invited. Um, and in fact, uh, it's not a not a seating compassion or capacity issue. It's a labor capacity. Like we just need more people living out this Jesus life authentically. Um, not this Jesus life is in this, the podcast, our name, but but a real Christ following life. You know, that's what I think that means. Um, what do you think, man? No, I think that's great too. And like, here's the craziest part. Like, um, I don't know if the harvest levels have changed um, since when Jesus said this to the disciples um, and, you know, continuing to say this to the church. But the fact is there's still a few workers out there. Mm-hmm. Like there's few people that are, that are trying to live out the great commission as we've been commanded mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time in church work. Like I was in ministry at, at, in 2004. So, you know, it's been a couple of decades almost. And um, even in the process of that, like, you know, when I first got into ministry, it was a lot of talk about you're one or the other, right? You were a disciple or you were an evangelist. You weren't both. Um, sure. So like together we fulfill as the church, and this is true, we do together fulfill as a church, but we said it in such a way that we separated the responsibilities inside of it. Like, oh, I'm, a, I'm more of a discipler than, a, than an evangelist. Right. So like mm-hmm. I don't have to actually evangelize and help people come to know Jesus or like I'm an evangelist. I just get them saved. And then it's someone else's problem. Um, And there's plenty of verses we use to kind of like warp that. Like, you know, Paul says, you know, uh, I planted a seed to Paulus watered, but only God can make it grow. Um, Which is a great representation of, you know, roles. Like we all have roles to play. Um, But at the same time, like we're accountable to the great commission. And I think we like to forget parts of it because it's harder for our personality than other parts of it. But yeah, I think there's a lot of fewer workers out there that want to actually live this out or or more than content with just going to services, singing a few worship songs. So I feel good about myself Mm. and then going back to my daily life and very rarely thinking or talking about Jesus um, with those they come in contact with. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that part's probably gotten worse. I think Jesus was speaking to this from a different perspective, from the same perspective, but a different perspective. Like he was trying to introduce something new. He's talking to 12 men that, and, you know, the other yeah. disciples that were around him that are about to launch this thing um, when he left. So, like, there's a different piece in that. But, you know, he's still talking to the Jews as well of, like, you know, you're not following me. We're not in a relationship anymore. Yeah. Um, and all those things are still true today, unfortunately. Um, like church is a, is a, I check the boxes I've attended, I've given, I've served, I'm good. Um, and those are, those are important and helpful things, but those aren't what define you as a Christian. Um, it's relationship. And I think all too often, man, do we forget that? And we miss the, I will make you part. Um, right. We've talked about this, you know, plenty of times in the last couple of seasons, um, of, you know, we try to take control of the sanctification process or the process of Jesus molding us into who he's called us to be um, rather than letting him lead that process and us, you know, be an active participant in it. Um, so Jesus can change our hearts um, to who he wants us to be. But yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's sad and, but I get it too. Like life is hard. Life is busy. We're so focused on me, me, me these days that um, like we, 
we, we forget about the others that we could be having an impact on. But I also think the more you mature in your relationship with Jesus, meaning becoming more and more like him, loving God more, loving people better, yep. um, like it is easier to live out the Great Commission. Um, you become a lot more attractive to people um, when you show the, 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 you know, the fruits of the Spirit, these traits of walking with Jesus. Um, and it becomes easier to do these things and live on mission with Jesus and be changed by Jesus and following Jesus. But you've got to do the hard work uh, and be intentional building a relationship with Jesus along the way. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's, it's hard for us to do. Yeah. And it, it just takes dedication. It's not a, it's not a one click order type thing, you know, like I'm still like you and I, are, maybe we're old, we're old. We established that at the beginning. So like I'm still impressed at things like one click order on Amazon where it's just like, boom, done. Don't have to think about that. It'll be here in a Dude. day and a half or whatever. You know, did you know Amazon sells scales that if it gets below a certain level, it just automatically adds it to your cart. See, beautiful. Dang. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is. But like, but we have so much convenience and automation and things like that in life that I think that's maybe one of the things that almost makes it harder to to live out this Jesus life because it is slow <laughs> most of the time. It's daily. It's like making a lot of small choices of like, yeah, I'm still going to stay faithful to this. I'm still, I'm going to go through what might feel like the motions and reading my Bible or praying. I'm going to sit quietly and try to listen to God, even though I have a million things I could do, you know, where it's, it's not yeah. one of the things that like God is totally capable of doing a, a lightning bolt type moment and doing something crazy in the moment, in my experience, that's yeah. very, very rare, you know? And, and if you come, if you get that, it probably comes on the heels of years of waiting, you know, um, or crazy circumstances, but yeah, man, like it's slow and steady. It's worth it. It makes it, it is more attractive. It's, it's a better life. Like we've talked about, it's a good call. Um, but it's, it's not a quick hit. It's not a quick win. It's a, it's a lifetime, you know, yeah. it's like, it's a well, series it's of a too, thousand right? choices, I guess. Yeah. Like I, I think, you know, I, there's a part of it. You, you have to be naive in inside of Christianity. We talked about this a few weeks ago, like having the faith of a child, um, not really understanding the full weight of what Jesus is leading you to. Uh, but there, there comes times throughout your, your relationship with Jesus that like it, you know, as he says, like you're dying to yourself. Um, like it's less of you more. Jesus means like there's a grieving process that happens of, you know, maybe dreams that you had, but they're not dreams that God wants you to chase after, um, or passions that you have to, you know, figure out how to give up. And I'm not saying it's going to be like a band aid, you know, the pull a band aid off kind of situation where God's, you know, God is loving. He's caring. He'll walk you down those roads and give you the small victories to get to the big victory. Um, but like, there's definitely death of yourself in that. And and that's a yeah. hard, man, yeah. that's a hard thing for people to do. Um, so I get, it gets hard. Like mm-hmm. you want to follow Jesus. You want to be changed by Jesus. You want to be a mission with Jesus. But with all of those things, like there's moments that you have to make a choice. It's like a fork in the road. Do I want to live the way Jesus has called me to and continue down the, the hard road at times? Um, which I think has much more 
uh, abundance of life attached to it, not just this life, but the next um, yeah. that we miss out on. Um, yep. But I also understand those first few decisions or moments or death of something like that's hard. Um, like, man, that's, that's painful. Uh, sorry. I quickly looked this up. That's funny. I was going to use, um, when Jesus tells Peter, he says, and I tell you, Peter, that on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't overcome it. Um, that Jesus builds his church and we build disciples and let Jesus take care of the rest, um, for us church leaders out there. But, um, in the same, in these same verses later on, Matthew, uh, 16, um, Jesus said to his disciples that whoever wants um, to be my disciple must just deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Um, whatever, uh, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what uh, can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is coming, is going to come um, in his Father's glory with his angels and reward each person according to what they've done. Um, but like easy to read those verses, even, even yeah. to like have a, a hurrah, like, let's all get on board with this idea. Yep. But man, when rubber meets the road, that's a, that's a hard lesson to push. Through. Like, Dude, it's, that this, it's when things get real. Yeah. It's when things get messy and you're, you have to choose, like, am I really going to give up something I wanted to do for me uh, instead yeah. of, you know, following, like, am I really going to make this selfless choice or selfish one, you know? And I'll tell you what, man, kids, and I know we got to go in a few minutes, but kids give you opportunities to realize dying to self in a different way, or at least gave me ones because (laughs) things like sleeping in things like, I'm just going to quick run to the store. It takes like 15 minutes just to get into the car, you know, like makes, tiny things, uh, arduous, you know, and, and it's so easy to just be like, no, I'm just gonna not (laughs) do that. Or I'm just going to like pass off this responsibility to somebody else and do the thing I wanted to do anyway. Um, but, but it puts you in your, it puts it in your face and makes you realize like how many things you actually, you know, didn't think about before that, that you want to do the same way now. But, it, but in that same way, like, man, following Christ over time, you get a lot of those choices of like a lot of those moments of like, man, do I really want to like live this out today? Because it'd be nice not to die to myself today. <laughs> it'd be nice yeah. not to worry about the other people's needs in this moment and just think about what I want. You know, yeah. like that would be nice. Um, yeah. But that's not the path that, that Jesus called us to walk, you know, and we're not perfect at it. I'm certainly not. Um, but, but it's a daily path, you know, it's like, and it's, it's new every, every day, new challenges. And I don't know, it's worth it. It's like, there's life there. Um, there's life in following Christ. Yeah. There's life in, in living this out authentically. And, um, and there's death to, to indulging the things that, that seem easier or better in the moment, you know, they don't, they don't lead to the same places. They don't lead in the same direction. So they certainly don't lead to, uh, to fishing for people. Uh, that's for sure. Maybe they do in a, in a bad man hunt style, uh, like, you know, the grocery store with the crazy net, uh, but not in the, not in the way Jesus, uh, meant it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I have found too, like as I mature in my relationship with Jesus over the years, like those decisions do get easier. Like you have those occasional like hard ones that you have to push through, but like the decisions do get easier because Jesus has been proven faithful over and over again in your life. So like when you choose those hard things of like, I'm going to give up this for this, um, or Jesus said, Hey, I want you to focus in on this stuff rather than on this stuff. Um, like those decisions do get easier because he's proven like, no, my way is the best for you. You want to live the full life that I promised in you, you know, this is how you do it. Um, so and the, there's other things that it, like you're stupid and passionate about. You care a lot about them and you know, it's not where Jesus wants you to head and you have to give up that stuff or relationships that you have to, you know, let play out that are going to end up dying. Um, those kinds of things. I'm not saying all relationships, we should be very careful in what relationships we allow to die, but um, like just follow Jesus lead. Um, I, I think it's always helpful to you as we read verses like this, like evaluate your, your own heart. Like, how well do you come to Jesus? I Meaning, are you engaging in relationship with Jesus? You know, how well are you following Jesus's lead on things? Um, how, you know, how well are you being changed? Like, can you look at your life um, and use, you know, we've, we've said this before, use, um, you know, the fruits of the spirit as, as a guide. Like, am I more patient? Am I more kind? Uh, do I have more joy? Do I have more self-control um, today than I did, you know, six months ago or a year ago? Um, and if not, then go back to the beginning because something's out of whack. Either, you know, you're not pursuing Jesus or you're not following Jesus's lead. You know, you're trying to control that relationship. Um, and then, you know, you get through the list and you get to, am I a mission with Jesus? Am I trying to live out the great commission as Jesus has asked me to do with the people that I'm in relationship with? Am I trying to foster a relationship for that sake um, to help others find this hope and this peace that, that I have found? Um, and if that's not a piece, then start working your way back. Well, am I being changed by Jesus enough? Like, what is what? Where does Jesus want to do work in my own heart? Am I holding on to something that Jesus asked me to let go of? Um, that's keeping me from being focused on the mission that Jesus. You know, there's a progression to this, and at the same yeah. time, they're all working, you know, simultaneously as well. Um, but I think they're great tools. You know, ask Jesus, jo- you know, Josh. Well, that was a weird Freudian slip. Uh, ask Jesus, um, you know, how well am I following you, God? Am I spending enough time with you, God? Um, am, am I on mission with you or am I running, you know, after my own dreams and my own missions uh, about whatever I want for my life rather than what you want for my life? Um, but yeah, all great questions to be asking God for sure. Um, and, you know, you can be part of that harvest. You know, we, we've all seen people's lives change. And maybe you haven't experienced this personally, but like, man, when people make decisions for Jesus, when people make, um, whether it's a salvation decision, like they've come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they recognize their sin, ask for forgiveness, or it's a, um, a next step in their relationship with Jesus decision, or, and you played a part in that, like, whew, yeah. there's, there's, no, there's no greater high out there. That's, That's a fun day. Yep. Yep. To hear that stuff. And that's how you live that full life, right? It's inside a relationship with people. Um, that's where you get to find that adventure and be blown away by what Jesus can do in you and through you if you just choose to keep taking that right next step with Jesus on whatever that happens to be. But come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Andrew, last thoughts as we close this bad boy out. I know you've got baby in hands. Uh, yeah, so I, got a, I got a baby who has thoughts. Um, <laughs> dude. It's just worth it. I mean, I feel like I've I've said that a lot of times. Um, but yeah, be be part of this journey. Be one of the workers in the field. Be one of the fishermen throwing the net. Like, 
get in on it because it because it is worth it it's it's good it's better for you it's better for those around you better for those you love so uh thank you for being a part of this josh thank you for this conversation my friend love you dude thanks for listening to our show it really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with jesus and with other people And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.